Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Quarantine Cast with Brian, Cody, and Sans Craig. Yes, we're sad to report that Craig's bond has been revoked, uh, so he is still in the lockup. No, that's true. You're. I love that you're waving. I also. Uh, I. I did this for you. I was going to have it on when the. Uh, I was going to put it on when the uh, video started, but I'll put it on now. If you were with us last week, Cody recommended that I start wearing hats. He thought it would be fun if. I wore hats. Uh, so I'm wearing, If for those of you just listening, it is a green derby that I have had for many years. I bought this when I was working at Marshall Fields and men's furnishings, and I got uh, my 25, 20% discount on this uh, this fine Marshall Fields derby. So there you go. Tom says, it's always now, Cody, we're, we're doing something different tonight. Uh, what is that? There is a new, there is a new feature. Ooh, a feature, a new feature on uh, Restream, and it is going to show the chat on the stream screen. So if you are uh, sending us a message via chat on Facebook Live or on YouTube, you're going to see it right on the screen. Can you see that, Cody? Christine says that. good evenings. Yeah, this is a new feature that uh, Restream just put out today, so I figured we'd try it and uh, see. We can. I can always turn it off and just have the. Uh, thank you, Dan. Great hat. This was again, Cody. This was just for you. I was going to, and besides, it's a week away from St. Patrick's Day, so in honor of that, I'm having a Jameson and ginger ale tonight. Mm. Oh yeah, I am uh, not being thematic, uh, but I am <laughs> gonna give. Uh, I'm I'm low on my beer, to be honest. Are you really? I mean, I stout season's kind of I, over. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of Bourbon counties that I'm looking. For, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm gonna be drinking, but I had. I went uh, last, yeah, it was Friday or Saturday. I went to Exit Strategy because they had the uh, untapping of their soulless ginger, their Irish red. So I had uh, got myself a growler of that. It was gone. Ooh. Yeah, but I'm I'm with you. So what are you gonna? What are you looking for? Are you already? Are you feeling summer beers already? Uh no, I'm 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 gonna drink a heavier beer. No, but uh, you, you brought something up when you talked about going to a, a tapping because I on the Osner app. Do you have the Osner app? I don't. What is the Osner, Osner app? You, you pick all these. It's um, it's a newer app. You can order alcohol through it, mostly oh. pickup only. Okay. Um, it uh, it debuted by like October, I think it launched, and it was a big deal for a lot. They like Goose Island Bourbon County Stout release, release was a big, um, I think, a boon for downloads because some breweries and some like uh places that sold beer they were they were like okay well look we only get a limited supply if you want to buy it you got to download this app and you got to pre-order it on this osner app so um huh. so of course everybody in chicago that heard this started downloading it so um sure. and that's how i got a bunch of my beer but but i, I still have it but uh, more brewing in, in villa park just announced it looks like they're sold out already um <laughs> have a drink it's an imperial stout Archetype Almond Fudge Macaroon. Oh, my uh, God. It's a 14% Imperial stat with toasted almonds, cocoa nibs, and coconut added. All right. Uh, that sounds like something I have to have. I know, I've right? heard uh, nothing but good things about more brewing. I've never been there. Yeah. They always have cool beers on this app. So um, it's, it's right. Osner, O-Z-N-R. But um, they, they always have they always have really cool stuff. But it's funny because I open it just to tell you about that, and there's like eight other breweries on there with cool stuff. Goose Island has like a bunch of new IPAs coming out. Uh, actually, they have I'm a Bird, 11.5% stout with co cocoa nibs and strawberry. 
mm. an imperial stout with cocoa nibs and natural strawberry flavor added. Wow. Cindy, not uh, Cindy says that doesn't sound uh, good. Sounds awful. No, it sounds great. That's our kind of year. And it's adjuncts. Speaking of strawberry, to actually answer your question, I'm having Revolution Strawberry Jacket. Oh, very yeah, nice. This, this is a, a barley 20, wine. It's a 2019 release that I got. Um, they just had like some four packs laying around. So they threw them up on their store in like January. And I was like, all right. Let's try this. And it's really man. good. I thought it would, I was, I was, um, I was, uh, appar not apprehensive, but I, I was skeptical going. Okay. Um, so I will say, yeah. you know, I, there was one other release they had in January. Um, don't remember the name of, but I tweeted about it and then you tweeted and you said, that looks good. Right. Whatever one I got in January that wasn't this, that like, it's like their newer one. Like it was the only one of the whole Deepwood series that wasn't good. Really? You didn't like it? I couldn't even, right. I didn't want to finish the first can. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. And like, that's like, not, that's not good. Like I, I tear through revolutions. Like they are, I oh, love yeah. revolution beer. They make good beer. Right. So it's very weird, but the strawberry jacket's good stuff. So I, uh, we, uh, no, I didn't plan on us talking about beer, but, uh, now that we are, what the heck we, uh, we decided we were going to, we were getting a little antsy on Sunday. And it was so nice. We were looking around because we'd had the big we'd had the big conversation about going out to a place, and we still don't want to still don't want to go inside. But I was like, well, maybe somebody's got, you know, some outside seating. And Debbie likes Debbie likes beer, but she also likes cider. And I rem was reminded is because Sally's uh, comment that she's drinking Ace Blood Orange Cider. It is delicious. Ooh. Now I have tried uh, I have tried many ciders. I'm not a I'm not a cider guy. I just you know everybody likes different things. I don't like ciders, but Beguile makes not only delicious beer, but they make a a fine cider according to Debbie. Like Ooh. to the point where occasionally if I've gone there, she has me bring home a growler of their cider. It's really good, and they have they haven't opened their beer garden yet, but outside of their tap room, they have like six picnic tables and a couple barrels that have two seats. And they're doing a thing where if you come and you want to sit outside, as long as there's an open table, you can sit for like an hour, hour and a half. But they, the minute there's not space, they put a sign up because they just have, they don't let you in the tap room to get your beer. They've set up a window right on the street. So you never have to go in and there's big signs. You got to wear a mask and all of this. Um, but we got there on Sunday afternoon and nobody was sitting at one of the picnic tables. So we sat down and had a couple of, uh, had a couple of drinks outside for the first time in the season. And, uh, it was great. So it was, it was fun to be outside and Tight. it was fun, fun to have a nice, uh, I had uh, two of their kind. I had a neighborly dry Irish or a dry stout nitro, which was very good. And I had one of their Irish reds. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of it, but it was an Irish red. Do I look like yeah. a poor man, Cedric Entertainer, Cedric the Entertainer, in this hat? No, did someone in the chat say that? No, I'm just. I missed <laughs> no, I said that. No, no, I, I don't think that. so at all. I don't think so, so at all. How um, was your week, other than uh, other than running low on beer, which sounds sounds bad, Cody? I I don't know what you're going to do. Probably buy more. That's true. Could could be one thing. Uh, no, it was good. Uh, as you said, you enjoyed sitting outside on Sunday. I've just enjoyed being outside. Yes. Uh, we. We actually let our six-month-old crawl out around in grass 
for the first time in his life because there's he could get to the grass yeah. for the first time in his life um and it was great He's how do you enjoy it? it oh it's great it's great we have we have a giant swing uh hanging down from a very high like it's like five stories high like a very long chain does this uh swing and our neighbors our grandparents and their grandkids come over a lot and uh there's these two little girls they've got to be like seven and eight I, I, basically everything between like five and ten is the same to me so i can't yeah, be totally wrong but uh let's let's you know they they're like they have social skills and they're not terrified of all strangers and they're not weird so let's say like seven and eight uh and uh and they keep asking if they can come over so like my wife will be outside hanging out with the baby and they'll just come over so we have the neighbor <laughs> girls playing on the swing and uh, and then playing with the baby and like playing dress up with his sunglasses we got sunglasses for him. oh you got so, baby's got to have sunglasses because there's nothing funnier than a baby in sunglasses. Oh my god, it's hilarious. It's so, so when you when you dress little babies like adults, it's hilarious. It is. Now, did he so, leave them on? Did he? Was he cool with the sunglasses? Most most of the time, he's pretty cool with them, dude. He has hit this insane growth thing. Like he, I know they grow up fast, but like they do grow up fast. Three days ago, he couldn't sit up, right? Like you sit them up, and then they just kind of like topple over and it's fun <laughs> whatever. You know, don't put them on a hard surface. Uh, today, we put him down for bed around seven, and he, he's always been very good about bedtime. Like okay. we put him down, he's out. Um, yeah. We've never had a struggle at bedtime or had a hard time getting him to sleep. So uh, we've got a little baby monitor, one of those little like camera things. Oh, you've got and the we, video one. We got the yeah yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, we only had I, the audio one. They didn't have a video one when Molly was a baby. We had the audio one. That's good because I probably shouldn't get used to it. Because like at some point, I should probably stop having a video camera in my son's room. It's gonna make him paranoid. The kid's gonna the kid's gonna freak out mm -hmm, because yeah. he's constantly being surveilled. What doesn't he ever need some me time? Yeah, time when mom exactly. and dad aren't you know peeping at him. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he is, so, of course he does. We put him down at night and like. We go down so right before dinner, put him, uh, feed him a little bit, put him in his little bed. He's like, yeah, he's kind of awake. We figure he'll roll over and pass up. A couple minutes later, we hear some sounds. Hear some sounds. Okay, he can't find a position. What's going on? Turn on the baby monitor. Uh, he's not only sitting straight up. Somehow he just got up and is sitting straight <laughs> up. Uh, but one of his legs is now kind of up, like kind of in a kneeling position, and he's got his arm reached up over the side of the crib <laughs> he's, he's six months old right he's this ready is, for an escape this is early for this Kids to be happening to go. <laughs> like you can't climb up and out of it we're still gonna lower it we're gonna lower it tomorrow like yeah, there's no way he can there's no way he can get up and climb out of it tonight right uh, but like can i just can i just say um you know you didn't think he was gonna sit up and throw his arm over the top when you put him in bed tonight that's true I might put some pillows next to that crib just in case. Come yeah, I, well, I'd just drop it. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd drop it down. They do grow up. That's fun that uh, that he's been uh, able to go outside because, it. man, it's been so nice. I've been every day. You know, today, finally, there's no more snow in the backyard. So every day I've been cleaning up a little more. My hope was that I'd get to uh, be able to get to the grill by Saturday, which I can now, so I'm very excited about the warm weather. Had the uh, the patio doors open. You know, it was nice. It was great. Now, no, no. now they're saying it might snow again on Monday. So, of course, sure. It's supposed to rain tomorrow, right? 
Yeah, it's supposed to rain. It's windy. Uh, it's windy tonight. Uh, some thunder, maybe, and then rain, and then uh, possibility of uh, some uh, rain snow mix on Monday. Which I the other day, because I have one of my shovels right outside the uh, sliding door on the deck, and we still have our boot tray by the back door. And I was thinking, well, maybe I'll put these away. You know, it's sixty-five. Why? Why would I still have my boot? And I would no, I'm not putting them away yet. I'm gonna wait. It's March. It is March. It is March. We're all getting sucked in. Mother Nature is uh, giving us the, you know, what uh, the bait and switch where we all mm -hmm. think it's going to be nice. So, hey. Uh, oh, oh, oh. This yes, week, what? you asked me how my week was. I did. Uh, we won the film festival. What? The, yeah. your, I was going to ask how the shy Diderod went. Yeah. So that mm -hmm. happened Saturday. Yeah. So if you, Man, you, that's uh, excellent. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, if you tuned in last week, uh, I per participated in the Scheididerad, which is an annual uh, fundraiser food drive. And this year they turned it into a film festival, kind of. Um, there weren't a ton of entrants. There were only like a dozen or so videos. But, yeah, but uh, yours I think was, it was good. Thank you. It was really good. And it won. And you can vote uh, for best in show for the video. So after this, I I think I forgot to post a link last week. But this week I'll yeah. remember. I'll, I'm going to post a link to the video. I believe we have a YouTube link so you can watch. It's like a six and a half minute short film. I think you'll really like it. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Thank you. Uh, and we'll, I'll include, and there will be links in the YouTube video description. Uh, a, if you want to go to the Shididerod website, you can still donate. Like they'll still okay. take your money uh, to like <laughs> feed people, help fight <laughs> food hunger, right? So like, yeah. you know, do, you know that'll be uh, doing good. And then um, another link to vote. It's just a one click thing. It's like, okay, you click here. It's like, all right, which one do you vote for? And you just select our team from the drop down and hit vote. They're done. No emails, no registration, anything like that. So, but yeah, pretty cool. Very nice. Well, congrats. Yeah, post that link. Because last week you last week you weren't going to post it because for official reasons. There were rules. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you didn't want to violate the rules. But um, yes, make sure you post that because take six minutes out of your life, folks, and laugh. Because Cody was fantastic. Everybody in the cast was fan it looks like looks like a real film which you know makes me horribly jealous but it uh, does make me look it, it looks like a real film it was fantastic gidget gidget very excited over here whining i don't know if you can hear she's uh, i think she's cheering i don't think she's actually whining but yeah. uh this is uh got some big news today at the house you did well it, it, i i got big news it doesn't concern me it it concerns me, but not directly concerns me. So it started Sunday when, uh, you know, I had told Molly, I saw a tweet. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, but I read a tweet from somebody that I follow in New Orleans who said, hey, um, they're taking, uh, they're making waiting lists at a lot of the pharmacies down here. And I put my name, I called three different pharmacies and uh, the second one called me back. I'm going in right now to get my vaccine. So I send Molly a text and I have to be very careful to not, uh, to not tell her what to do to just kind of, so I said, Hey, I saw this text. Here's what it is. Um, maybe, maybe you'd want to call some places and see if they have lists. And I didn't hear anything back. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Well, it turns out then she started calling. She called some CVS pharmacies around her house. And first one was like, no, we're not, we don't take lists, but what are you crazy? She called somewhere else in somebody's room. Then she called another CVS and they were like, yeah, we can put your name on it. You'd be like 20th on the list. And she's like, all right, well, would you put my name on there, please? Then she called another CVS and they're like, 
yeah, we'll, we'll take your name. And she goes, can you tell me where I'd be on the list? He goes, you'd be first on the list. Okay. This was Sunday morning. She calls us all excited. So they say, um, they said they'd call her by like four 15 and at four 20, we get a call and she's screaming like, like she did. I don't know if you remember the story about when she got to meet Mumford and sons and she was so excited. Uh, she's screaming. They called me. I'm going to get my vaccine. I'm going to get my vaccine. So she was getting the Johnson and Johnson, the one shot deal. So she gets to CVS and they say, Hey, Molly, uh, do you know anybody else who needs a vaccine? Cause we've got extra people haven't shown up for their appointments and we don't want to waste it. And she's like, Oh my God. So she called one of her friends from school and that woman was like, yeah, okay. So she raced over to the CVS. So they both got it. Uh, I will say 24 hours later, she got really sick uh, mm. with side effects. So those lasted about a day. So that was Monday afternoon. She got sick Tuesday. She was feeling better. And today she was feeling noticeably better. So Sweet. Uh, she, yeah, so she got, <clears throat> she got that this morning. I get up and I go downstairs to uh, get my coffee, get things going, give Gidget a rice cake. Cause she waits every, our house, our house is like groundhog's day, honest to God. And I'm like Bill Murray. Cause every day the alarm goes off. I hit the snooze once alarm goes off again. I get up. I hear Gidget whining. I go downstairs. Now it doesn't matter because Debbie's Debbie's been up. So Debbie has put their food out. Debbie's let her out, but she hears me coming and she starts whining. Come downstairs. She comes over and she gets very vocal with me. And then I have to give her her. We, we started years ago, giving the dogs unsalted plain rice cakes because one of our dogs had a weight problem. And hmm. the vet said that these plain unsalted rice cakes no calories, and they fill the dog up. Well, Gidget does not have a weight problem at all, but Gidget wants a rice cake every every morning, mm. and she won't take it from Debbie. She doesn't bother Debbie for it. She waits till I come down, then she runs in the kitchen, sits down in front of the cabinet, and whines till she gets her rice cake, then she runs to the door and takes it outside. Sounds every like the morning, dog trained you. Oh, the dog has definitely trained me. This, mm. is, this is every morning without fail. Yesterday, Debbie said, I already gave her a rice cake, but it didn't matter because I was there. So everything's taken care of. And then Debbie goes, Molly has some exciting news. I'm like, what? She goes, well, you wait, she'll call you and tell you. I was like, all right. So Molly calls. Uh, she's moving back to Chicago. What? She, Who? I, I know. I was as shocked as you are. I'm like, what do you mean she's moving back to Chicago? Well, I'll condense the story after I talk to Molly. First of all, she loves living in New Orleans, and she liked her job. But she had, she, she knew, she said, I knew when I took this job it wasn't going to be forever. And there was a point where I like helping the students, but I was like, I'm helping all these other people. I'm helping all these other people move on towards success and find great things for themselves. And I wanted something like that for myself. So I guess she started looking for jobs and, uh, she had always, I knew she had always wanted to live downtown. I, I knew that, but I thought she was, I thought she was a lifer for new Orleans, but new Orleans is, unless you're working for the university or the hospital system 
or the hospitality industry. Those are the three main employers. Anyway, so I guess she was looking and not in a hurry to, to leave. Just if some, she found two jobs in the tech industry. Um, she applied for both of them. The one, she got an offer from the first one. The other one, she went through five rounds of interviews and she got an offer from them too, making, pro I think, let's see, 50% more than she's making now. So an increase of an increase of 50% over her current salary. Doing what? She is going to be a uh, recruitment coordinator for uh, Stripes. It's a tech, it's a financial tech company that does, they work with Google and all these big companies. Wait, Stripe? Yes. Do you know Stripe? Yeah, I thought you said, you said Stripes and that threw me off. No, no Stripe. Stri yes, I know Stripe. Yes, Stripe yeah. is... Stripe is very good. Yes, I mean, tenure. They're they've been in business for ten years, you know. Uh, so it's not a startup technically. And I was I was completely shocked. Um, but so she starts she starts on Monday. They're remote what? until the yeah. She starts on Monday. She they she goes. They're remote until the end of the year. Um, they were like, well, you're moving back to Chicago, right? Because if she was staying in Louisiana, they would have paid her. Louisiana gets paid less. I don't, I don't know how it works. She was like, excuse me. She's like, no, I'm moving. I'm definitely moving back. Um, so of course my, my first thing was, oh man. Uh, my first thing was congratulations. Are you happy? I'm, I'm surprised. I didn't even know you were looking for a job. She was like, I wasn't really, I just was starting to see and, you know, from the first time I spoke with somebody there, I was very excited. And um, so, yeah, it's, I don't know. And she explained the whole thing to me and the benefits are unbelievable. And, you know, you know, tech companies, uh -huh. they're, they make their benefits very attractive and some of the perks for, to attract younger people. Um, and that's, that's it. So she's, uh, I, I said to Debbie, I didn't say this to Molly. I go, Hey, uh, I can't move her again. I'm not, I can't. And she's like, no, Molly's been, I guess for the last few months, she's been squirreling away extra money and being really frugal. And she's got the money all saved up for the movers and the money saved up for first and second month's rent. And so she's, you know, she'll start working there on Monday from New Orleans. She'll work there until uh, she's going to come home, I think at the end of May or beginning of June and start looking for apartments. And then her lease is up. Her lease is up in on july 1st so i was like oh i'm very happy for her but i sold debbie i go my my like anchor to new orleans is now gone yeah my heart is but still it's there not it's your not. hearts your heart no still my there. heart is still there no but so she's moving back i i know this is horrible but i was i said to debbie she's not moving back in here is she <laughs> <laughs> that's not horrible that and debbie was sense. like no i guess debbie had told her that too and molly was like do you really think i would move back in with you guys so <laughs> wow yeah so uh somebody asked about the shot yeah no uh chris johnson and johnson she got the uh she got her one shot so she's good to go yeah johnson, johnson and johnson is the single done. shot yeah. and she's down there for another couple months anyway you know 
but um but yeah so she's uh that was that was big that was that was some shocking surprising way to start the day congratulations wow you just found this out today yeah she hadn't told she had told debbie and uh i don't think she had told anybody else because she wasn't you know she didn't she was like i don't want people to think that i don't like it here because even when she was talking to the the recruiter there the woman said well why are you leaving new orleans and she said well i love new orleans and i'm going to keep coming back because my family and i are on a mardi gras crew and blah 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 but she told me she said when i lived in new york even when i was in the apartment that i liked with nice roommates or when i was down here and i really love living here i still feel that i'm living somewhere else but chicago is my home mm -hmm. and now i'm moving home so i was like okay you know that's i'm not going to argue with that you know as long as home doesn't mean you know the room next door to me yeah so if it means an apartment in the city or apartment in another part of the city that's you know that's terrific so yeah but then i was like you realize you have a driveway next to your house now you're gonna have to add, you gotta add parking in or you're gonna be parking driving around all night looking for a parking spot depending on where you live and all these all these other things but those are all dad things that i worry about you know that i said to debbie i didn't say to molly but i did i, I did get clearance to mention it tonight because yeah, a lot nice. of times she'll she'll tell me stuff and i don't know if i can say anything and i was going sure. out to my mom i was going to my ma's today and um I said, well, this is great news. Are you telling people? She said, yeah, I'm starting to tell my friends today. I said, is it okay if I mention it? Or do you want to call? No, you you tell grandma. And then uh, she goes, you can talk about it. She goes, and she actually mentioned this thing. She goes, if you want to talk about it on the quarantine cast, you can talk about it. I was like, okay. So yeah. there you go. Just And I, I do it because it's huge. It's huge news. That is I can't huge believe news. it. Congrats her to her. She, yeah, her friend was like, how are you so lucky? Every time you you decide you're going to uh, move and get a new job, you just get a new job. She's gotten like eight eight job offers during a pandemic. It's, it's unbelievable. Ridiculous. It, it is it it is kind of ridiculous. It she is, it is actually ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like, okay, gr great, and you know, so yeah, so there you go. So by the summer, Molly will be back here. Uh, the whole family's vaccinated. We're all working toward herd immunity. So that's golden. Your whole family's got it. That dude, this is out of control. I can't even handle it. I can't, I can't I, even handle it. Dude, I was so shocked because Are I was you like, thrilled? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if this is what she wants to do, if she's gonna be happy about it, of course I'm thrilled. I'm very happy for her. It just it's so surprising. Yeah. Because like when she when she was at her, the end of her time in New York, I knew she wanted to leave. I knew she didn't like her job. I knew she was done with New York. She hated living, uh, you know below the poverty line in a city that forget about it if you don't have money uh and i remember it was last year at mardi gras when she said i'm moving back to new orleans i was like oh, okay cool yeah and then she got a couple offers at tulane and then she you know was working and she said monday she had her review and they were telling her how happy they were with her and how much they were looking forward to all the things she'd keep doing in the future and blah 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 and now she's now she took uh, you know this is for her and the way she described what they told her at, at stripe how they move people along and how the culture is and everything she was like i really like it and she said she's been getting emails today from all over the country from people you know uh 
congratulating her and welcoming her to the team. And so, and it's a company that's their headquarters are in San Francisco and Dublin. I said, well, maybe you'll get transferred to Dublin. No. There you go. Said, okay. But they have offices oh. all over the world. They have offices not, all over the world. Why would she not want to be transferred to Dublin? Because I said it. Oh, right. <laughs> so who knows? Wow. That's awesome. That's huge news. That's um, huge news. One less reason for you to move to New Orleans. You know. No, not uh, the uh, Debbie said to her, you're not moving here because we're here, are you? Because we're because she actually said to me today, New Orleans is too hot. And I was like, well, Molly, uh, oh. I don't want to hear from you next February when you're you know standing out trying to scrape off your car and it's 10 degrees below zero. Oh, no, I have all my coats. Okay. She I didn't say the cold doesn't bother me anyway. No, uh, no, she should have. She is mm. like Elsa. Mm. And I'm more like the heat miser. Never seen any of the Frozen movies. I haven't either, but I just know Elsa. I don't know. I know there's a snowman. I know there's Elsa. I don't know her sister's name. Uh, Rogers asked, how long was she in New, New Orleans? In It's N-O-L-A, Roger, not, not just N-O. Nolens, she was there. She's been there, well, a year. When did she start working? Because she started working remotely May. here. I think May. she, yeah. I'm, yeah, she started working there in May because we got her from New York in April. Mm -hmm. She started working in May. We moved her down in July. And uh, yeah, moved just down there. So now Debbie's, Debbie's, uh, Debbie volunteered to go down and help her pack. But we told you know, she's, she's getting a mover. But I said, yeah, I'll come down too. And I'll watch mom help you pack when I come back from wandering around town and hitting all my old haunts before, uh, you know, because now, now we won't be back till Mardi Gras. So yeah. now I got to wait till next February. So I can't go that long. I got to, you know, so I'll go down in June for uh, a few days and I'll hit all my, all my places. Maybe I'll wear my hat. And, I, won't be uh, able to, I won't be able to call her up. I'm going to be there in November or something. Dude, we were already talking about maybe going down for Jazz Fest because they moved it to October. And I was like, oh, we'll have a free place oh. to stay. <laughs> I love the free place, even though for the most part, we wouldn't always stay there uh, once hotels were inhabitable. But yeah, that would now. Oh, well, what are you gonna do? I, I love the free place to stay. I have some family that was considering uh, retired family that was considering getting like a Airbnb or something for like a month or two in like Scotland somewhere. Oh wow! And, and then being like, yeah, you know, that way, like we're there for a little while. People can be flexible, and they'll know ahead of time. They'll be like, hey, you want to pop out there for a few days, weekend, week, whatever? You know, got a place to stay. Because, you know, some people, you know, would be able to travel if it was just airfare, but then the accommodations stack up. And, you mm -hmm. know, if you're 30, 40, anything over 23, basically, you don't really want to stay in a hostel if you don't have to. Oh, God. Uh, but uh, although they have nice hostels. I had a private room in a hostel when I traveled with a girl when I was like 22, 23. Other people call that jail, though. What, hostel? No, mm. it was a jail cell. There was no oh, the two-person cell? Didn't feel like a cell because we were dating. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know that happens in prison cells too, but it's either way. Either way. So, yeah, that's, that sounds like a good idea. I, that would have been fun. So now I don't know. Now we're, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm very excited. Um, it was funny. One of the first things I said to her was, well, and because she was saying, oh, now I'm going to have, I'm going to have, you know, I'm making enough where if, 
my friends want to go on a trip or something, I can go. Or if they want to come back down here, we can come down here. And I said, oh, yeah, and Walter can come and stay with us. <laughs> and she, she told Debbie later, she goes, it was so funny. The first thing Dad said was that Walter could come and stay with you. And I was like, well, I wanted her to know that we'd take him. You know, it's like when my mom takes our hounds when we leave town. So I wanted her to know that Walter was welcome here. Plus, parents love dogs. My sister has an insane golden retriever puppy. And my parents... My parents will watch any puppy under like three because they're just, they're hilarious. Yeah. And they're cute. So, you know. Yeah. And Walter will come here and he and Lawson will fight and Gidget will ignore him. And then, uh, you know, that'll be that. Yeah. Interesting. Well, excuse me. The I dog do, is uh, not welcome in my house. So just, why? You don't like dogs? Dogs are fine. Uh, no, I like dogs. I don't. Dude, yeah, some people are like, are you a dog person or a cat person? It's like, dude, if it's got four legs and it's cute and it jumps on my lap and it wants a pet, I'm going to give it a pet. Like, I'm not, I'm not, if, you, if you're like, if you're like anti-dog or like anti-cat, then like that, that's your deal. That's your problem. Right. But right. like one person, I don't know. I, there's a lot of anti-cat people out there for some reason, but like, no, dude, I'm like, whatever. Just jump on me. If, don't bite me. I guess, you know, I never got bitter scratched as when I was little, really. Yeah. So, like, I, I think that's where the fears come from. You know, you get bit, you get nipped once when you're three, and then it's like just a lifetime of trauma, you know. I will pet a cat. I will not mistreat a cat. Um, if I saw a cat in danger, I would try to help it. But yeah. my preference is dogs. Mm. See, I, and I would, I would say my preference is dog, uh, dogs unless they're dancing. In which case, cats. I'm all about Dan cats. Dancing dog. Dance. Well, yeah. Right. If we're talking dancing animals, I prefer cats. Uh, oh, for me, singing. it's got to be a bear. A bear. A dancing bear is the is the ultimate dancing animal. Uh, dancing. Yeah, but dancing bears don't have songs written for them by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, why did you bring up that monstrosity? Because it's amazing. It's horrific. So uh, thank you, Cindy. Cindy complimenting my show on TMJ Monday. Uh, I thank you. I was not as pleased with it as uh, some, but I, I pick good stuff to talk about. But thank you, Cindy. That's nice. I appreciate people listening. Uh, got a call right in the middle from the boss. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> nice. Uh -huh. Was it a call or a text? Text. Oh, yeah. Was there a picture? I'm not getting into all of that. <laughs> Radio's weird, folks. We don't have human resources. Let's it is, go. It is very strange. No, there was no, no inappropriate pictures. Nothing. Mm. Nothing, yes, nothing, nothing. Uh, yes, I took down my mom's Christmas tree today. Why? Check your calendars, friends. That's right. It's March 10th. Dude, early. March Gotta leave 10th. it up until Easter. Gotta leave it up until Easter. Because well, then, my mom. Go ahead. Because then you've got the. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Why do leave it up to? No, Easter? that was I. That's that. That was the end of my thought. It was well, I, something about Jesus' like we left, life cycle, but hmm. we left ours up and made it into a Mardi Gras tree. But we took all the Christmas things off it, and then uh, then put all Mardi Gras stuff on it. But my mom's tree—it's a white tree with a snowman head, so it looks like a snowman sculpture. And there's no ornaments other than five black balls that go down the front that look like charcoal. Yeah, I know. I. I was trying all day. I was trying to figure out how I would describe them, but that's what they are. They're, they're black uh, I'm, balls. I'm laughing at, no, I'm laughing at Tom's comment at this point. Just leave the tree up. Tom, you're absolutely right. There's only one reason I took it. Now 
I said normally I'm on my mom because I I have inherited the job of putting up and taking down my mom's tree, which is fine, and doing her Christmas decorations, which is all right. This year, um, you know, I knew she was she like everybody else was kind of struggling with the coronavirus. She didn't she didn't like being quarantined all the time. She was getting a little antsy. So when I put up the snowman. And it is. It's. It looks like a giant snowman. The head has a top hat on and a scarf and it's big smiley face. It's goofy looking. It's a goofy looking uh, tree. But she likes it, and it makes her happy. Makes her smile when it's when it's there, and she can turn it on. And and then it snowed so much. So you know, I took my tree down. I don't know. Well, no, I changed the decorations and stuff. But I said to her, I go, listen, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to hound you about your tree this year. So. When you're ready to take it down, call me, and I'll take it down. Okay, great. Uh, so, you know, January came and went. I said, oh, we, we changed our tree to a Mardi Gras tree. Oh, yeah, I'm still not ready for the tree to come down. Okay, that's cool. I told you I'm not. I said, Ma, I told you, you tell me when you're ready. February came. We went down. To New Orleans, we came back. There was snow everywhere. I'm not ready. You know, it goes so well with all the snow outside. Uh -huh. It just looks like it. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. You know, and the neighbors already know that I turn it on every night, so they can think I'm crazy. That's fine. Okay. Uh, February wrapped up, March started, and I think I'm starting to get ready to maybe have you take down the tree. Okay, she called her my her my friend the snowman. I think I'm ready to have you take down my friend the snowman. Okay, when? I don't know. So last weekend, talking to her. Okay, I think I might be ready. All right, uh, I think I think I'll be ready. Uh, I have to let you know. I said, well, why don't I just plan on coming on Saturday, and taking. Okay, we'll plan on Saturday. Yesterday, I get a call from my mom. Are you free tomorrow? I said, why? Well, something, I don't know. My brother asked her if they could if something can happen at her house, and she didn't want people to think she was nuts because she still had her Christmas tree up. So she was like, can you quick come and take down the tree and put everything away tomorrow so people don't think I'm insane? And I said, well, one, it's too late for that. Two, uh, of course, I'll come and take down the tree. So today, March 10th, I took down and put away my mom. I had already taken, like, I took the outdoor stuff down early in January because it was nice. And I said, I'm, I didn't even give her a choice for that. I said, I'm coming tomorrow because it's going to be 40 and I'm taking down all your outside decorations. Okay. So she didn't argue about that. But I don't want the inside. She, man, she made it clear. Nothing from the inside. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, so today, March 10th, took down the Christmas tree. Bye. Fair what you should have done is thrown a green hat and a green scarf on it and been like, there's your St. Patrick's Day tree. Come on. I, I tried to have Debbie do that with our Mardi Gras tree because we have all these Waterford ornaments and all these Irish ornaments. We used to have a separate Irish tree, and I was like, why don't we leave the tree up and turn it from a Mardi Gras Christmas tree to a Mardi Gras tree to a St. Patrick's Day tree and then an Easter tree? And then we could put Fourth of July stuff on it, and then some put some Halloween stuff on it, and then it's Christmas again. Why didn't you? I was overruled. Why? Here's something that bothered me. 
I was at uh, some big, I was in some place. Let's say a Lowe's or a Home Depot because we don't know what the brand is, but some hardware store. And outside, uh, this is like literally December, and then a bunch of Christmas trees out. And they said, holiday trees. Holiday trees. What does that mean? Holiday trees. This is a tree for a nondescript holiday. What? Oh, I want to go buy a holiday menorah now, Brian. How about that? How about I get a holiday menorah? Because it's like, it was so dumb. Like, I get the like, de I get the war on Christmas, right? I don't care about that. But, but I get that a lot of people do, and I don't care. Mm. But why would you call it a holiday tree? It's a Christmas tree. You buy a Christmas tree and decorate it with Christmas ornaments for Christmas. When did, how, what? Who, what atheists are running around buying Christmas trees? And, wow. And like, what name? If you're in the chat and you're an atheist and you had a holiday tree that you decorated with Santa and stuff this year, put it in the chat. I'm dying to know. I just thought it was totally absurd. This is not a bad take, Brian. This is not like a no. eating lettuce take. I Hold on. I'm getting a text from Piers Morgan. He would love to use this take. This is so stupid. This is such a good take. And I like that you waited until March to bring it up. I did. I did. <laughs> I, well, you know, uh, I just think that the people at the big box hardware stores do not want, uh, they don't want any trouble. Who are they trying to not offend? Like if I walk down an aisle and I see like menorah, well, am I going to be like, I hate Hanukins and then like smack it off the thing and then be like, let's all oh, let's protest and like boycott the store. Cause there was a thing that I, like, is somebody going to walk by a Christmas tree seriously and just be like, wow, this place is selling Christmas trees, which they will probably sell a lot of and make a lot of money on, but I hate Christians. So they better call it a holiday tree. Like what? There's no problem that this solves. It, like, it doesn't, it's, no one is going to get mad at a Christmas tree being somewhere, right? Like people buy Christmas trees. At, like people we have a lot of people Christmas in the country tree. that celebrate Christmas. It's not, it's not that it's just not a complicated issue to me. I just, that's one of the dumbest things I've seen in a while. <laughs> uh, there's my about. mom's tree. So it does look just like a snowman, right? It does. It's very, very, it's, it's a, that's a handsome tree. That is a handsome tree. All right. We'll take uh we'll stop the screen sharing that is that uh, mike schaefer uh says the same thing that's oh wait hold on looking at uh somebody else's oh asking if i was steve and johnny steve and jo johnny putnam and roger said it too johnny does leave johnny has trees for every holiday uh i was being after the mardi gras thing which i think turned out great i was being uh, a little facetious just because i was lazy but uh no uh, that Chris said, where's it from? She got that at Target a couple years ago. Ooh. Yeah, it was a Target tree. Do you you so. say Target? You say the, the colloquial, not the Target? I don't say Target because Target, listen, I don't know if you've been listening to the news, Cody. Target is an embarrassment, according to uh, State Comptroller, who doesn't want Target to take over part of Macy's in Water Tower Place. There's a rumor you know, because Macy's is closing their store and they have part of all eight floors of Water Tower Place. So now there is a there's a rumor that Target is going to take over part of that place and Target will now be on the Magnificent Mile. 
and uh, some of the hoity-toities, the hoi polloi that live in the area are, oh, they're furious because they're saying that Target is an embarrassment and you can't have Target near Oak Street where they have Louis Vuitton and all these other high-end stores. You have to have something that's not classy enough. You look shocked. Have you not heard? I know you don't watch the news or read the news. No, 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 no. There's a lot to unpack here. All right. There is a first lot. All, I'll help you. First of all, all right. I'm a tourist. I'm in town from New Orleans. I'm like, okay. let's check out the Magnificent Mile. Right on. Let's go to the Microsoft store. Let's go in there. Let's look at the scaffolded Tribune Tower that used to be cool. Now it sucks. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's look at, I don't know, there's other stuff there. And then let's sure, throw the into giant, the, the biggest Starbucks uh, in the history of man. Sure, sure, giant Starbucks. Now let's stroll into the Nike the store, which is one of the top tourist destinations in Nike, the world. The, the Disney store, love the Disney store. Sure, great. So we got, uh, so we got, we got hardworking, hardworking family, wife, husband, couple kids, very nuclear family, very traditional kind of Americana. You know, coming from one city to another. Let's see the sights. Okay, we're going. We're going to these cool stores. The kids love the Disney store. I got some new kicks at the at the Nike store. All right, cool. Check that. Oh, we'll get some some ice cream and Jeer Deli. Oh, sure. Oh, to die for. And then we'll go to the Hershey store just cause. All right, now we go. We'll go to the Water Tower Place. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. Right at the, the Ritz Carlton is right there. Oh my goodness. There's, all right, I'm gonna go shopping. Okay. Well, maybe I'll go see a, a show at the Broadway Playhouse. Oh, you that know? would be lovely. Sure, let's do that. Great. Well, look at this amazing adventure we've had on the Mag Mile. This is six and a half, seven hours in. Let's go. Let's go shopping. Let's. Oh, there's a handbag store. There's like a. Uh, what's that place with all that smarter, sharper image? Sharper, sharper image. There's image. the American Girl. Maybe you're going to the American Girl store. Stop by the American Girl. So maybe even build it there. Yeah. Maybe even build it there. So now I'm on the fifth floor water tower place, and I see Target. Like, how does this work? Like, someone walk me through why I would now walk into Target? Like, what am I, what's the experience? What's my experience going there? Now, Kim bringing up a good point. I imagine yep. that a lot of people work downtown with like the Target prices. I'm not saying. And I'm sure people no who live, I'm sure people who live in that neighborhood would love to run over the Target for their, uh, you know, their laundry soap or something else. Plus, if you're a if you're a parent and you've dropped a hundred and some dollars on your American Girl doll, you could go into Target and get some of the outfits for that doll for a lot cheaper. So you've gone to American Girl, you've bought the doll. Now you excuse me. Now you run into Target, you pick some stuff up. I just I can see I can see the appeal for the downtown crowd. Like I've lit, I uh, I house sat in Streeterville for like two months for an old boss. Hated it. Worst experience ever. I would never, ever live in those areas. Like, sorry if you do. I just, there's no, there's nothing there but very expensive stores, uh, and like nothing's open past like 8 p.m. It's true, dude. We worked at WG. We worked at Tribune Tower for like eight right. years. How many times did we have to order Domino's from like Wicker Park? Yeah, because nothing else is open. It was the only food we could get besides like 7-Eleven, right? It was ridiculous. Like, it's kind of a dead zone, right? It kind of sucks. Like, it really sucks living down there. So the target, I'm sure it's great for them. But like, to put it in Water Tower Place, like, floors up while people are like shopping while like being tourists? Like, I, yeah, I but don't there's, I mean, the if, if real estate strategy here. 
Well, the real estate strategy is Macy's is leaving, and now you've got a huge retail space when other stuff on Michigan Avenue is closing as well. And you forget, there's a Walgreens, there's a mm -hmm. McDonald's, there's a lot of chain stuff on Michigan Avenue. So but it's not all Oak Street is where there's a lot of high-end stuff. There's a lot sure. of there's a lot of high-end stuff, but there's a lot of regular old, you know, retail-y stuff too. There are, but you walk in and out of there, right? We're talking about like going up several stories in the water tower, well, right? Well, they're not gonna take all eight store, they're not gonna take all eight floors. Yeah. They're gonna if be you you know, target on the first floor you can stroll in and out of. I get it for the local people there. Tourists love Target? Is that a joke? Everybody, listen, I think everybody loves Target. Except me. I Debbie love Debbie loves it. She won't go to Walmart. If I have to get something, <laughs> sure. I'll go to Walmart because I am a man who hates the people. So I like to be among them to fuel my rage. But but you can go to Target anywhere. Like that the biggest Starbucks in the world or whatever. Like that's you know, it's it's right. an it's an event, right? Like sure. there aren't Hershey stores everywhere. There aren't like Giardelli's everywhere. Like th there's well, Linda says the overall vacancy rate on Michigan Avenue is eleven to twelve percent. They are there's a lot. Well, they opened they opened the Carson Perry Scott. Somebody put that in there. Uh, Carson Perry Scott on State Street is now a Target. You know, Target is a big retailer. They, you know, and it's people. Right. I, I, yeah. If you're listen, if you're coming into town uh, and you're staying down there, and your kids need a new bathing suit, or your kids need you know, or you need. I don't know, suntan, whatever. It's, it true. makes sense. It's 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 not taking over the entire thing, the entire Water Tower Place mall. Okay, and I don't fair. know if you've been in a mall lately. <laughs> I had to go. I had to go to the Apple Store a couple weeks ago because my new laptop pooped out, and so I made an appointment. Um, or no, I that's that's not true. The Apple Store I went to Woodfield. Woodfield, not a lot. You know, not a lot of people, and a lot of things closing at Woodfield too. But I had to go. I got some new glasses, which were my the same as my old glasses. But they broke this. They broke them in uh, New Orleans, so mm -hmm. they sent me new ones. I had to go get them fitted. So I was going out to Warby Parker in Oak Brook. I hadn't been to Oak Brook in a long time. To the Oak Brook Center, the big outdoor shopping, not too far from your home. Mm -hmm. uh, Lord and Taylor's has closed and has now been parceled out to other stuff. Uh, I walked into Macy's, which used to be a huge, huge, uh, thriving Macy's with stuff everywhere. And I was shocked at how departments had been whittled down. The selection of product was not what it, it's everything is down. And there was nobody in there. Mm. It was, and there were very few people, you know, the Apple store had a line. Um, but other than that, there were a lot of stores that, now, granted, I know we're in a a diff different time and people aren't going to the store as much, right. which which then means are they going to come back? If, if if when the summer comes and we've reached the point where, you know, things are more wide open and people are going out again, are people going to go back? Or have we all gotten so used to uh, shopping online that the brick and mortar, which has been suffering for a while, is now really going to go? So... You've got owners like Brookfield Properties, who owns Water Tower Place. They're looking for tenants, and they've, you know, Target. Target is a major name. It would be, you know, is it the same high profile, you know, the elite profile name that Macy's is? No, but is Macy's what it used to be? Obviously not, since they're closing that location. 
You know, Target, you pretty much think that Target's going to be there forever. You know, Tar yeah. Target's have survived and grown while other places have not. But, tar but like, Target's are like a place that, uh, look, all right, let me clarify my opinion here. I am not upset Target's moving in there. I don't think it's bad Target's moving in there. Uh, I'm not annoyed the Target's moving in there. I think it's a weird real estate strategy. And having worked on Michigan Avenue or off Michigan Avenue for a decade, uh, I know the area pretty well. Mm -hmm. And it seems like a weird spot. And there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, maybe right. it'll do great. Maybe it'll do gangbusters. I just like, I look at the context. I'm just like, it's a weird thing to put there. So maybe it'll be great. It's not a problem. Uh, and I'm glad that it's going to create jobs. I'm glad that it's not just going to be, you know, shut down. I'm, I'm glad yeah. that, uh, you know, if, if the, you know, if the other store has to close and let it move in, that's, you know, I get it. I get it. I just, I just think it's weird. And I loved the target on state street, by the way. Uh, Did you? I frequent, yeah. I went there sometimes on the way to WGN okay. because it was a conveniently placed place. Right. So like, you know, maybe we just need targets everywhere. Uh, you know, the, there were complaints from the neighborhood people uh, claiming it's embarrassing. I, that's dumb. Like, it's not embarrassing to have a target. Like, target's not like, it's not like. Yeah, a, it's these. It's the people who live on the gold, you know, the Gold Coast and in that Streeterville area, and it's, you know, big money people rolling through, and they're like, we would never deign to enter a target. We send our servants to Target to get dog food and the like. I send I send my manservant Jeeves over there to pick up paper products when, when I have too many BMs and I need Jeeves to go pick me up some Charmin. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. Like, it's not like they have, like, you know, uh, there are there are far worse things that can move in in the neighborhood. Let's be yeah, it's not like it's not like you're going to rent it to a place that has the hand painted sign, you know, booze, sandwiches, lotto tickets. Yeah. It's not a corner bodega. It's a Target, you know, and Target's. That's why that that that's one of my biggest problems with Target. They got too fancy. They they decided they were more fancy than I believe them to be. You know. Yes, well, thank yeah, you, Doug. If they opened dollar? A, a Dollar General, people would have been more upset. Big Lots, <laughs> right in Water Tower Place. <laughs> you know, get a Big Lots in there. Farm and Fleet. Yeah. See, there's a lot of things that people could be upset about. They're, well, listen, there people get upset about everything. I don't know. Would they rather? Here's the thing. Would you rather have it empty, eight floors of empty, or three floors of Target and five floors of other, you know, goofy GameStop. little, uh, goofy little stuff? GameStop. See, why don't we just put in all the failing businesses? Eight floors of GameStop. Let's do it. I like the stock. Buy, just buy and games. hold. Buy. <laughs> I uh, would love to see the price markup on Target price. I, Roger, come on. It's going to be like every other Target. Don't get antsy. Fun Target, fact. Yeah. Uh, Starbucks is more expensive in the loop because of taxes. Well, that's true. Tax. Everything, in, everything in the loop is more expensive because of taxes. Mm -hmm. That's why I cross Harlem Avenue and go into Elmwood Park. No. No, but there is a there is a there is a higher tax rate. I worked at the Starbucks sure. in Wicker Park, and I got transferred to the Starbucks on Randolph and Morgan. And uh, when we when they opened that store and they populated it with transfers from other stores, and there are guys from the Merchandise Mart and other places and whatever. And uh, 
everyone had that had worked at Starbucks for a long time, like more than like three months, everyone has the coffee prices memorized, right? Sure. Like it's like a tall black coffee is dollar eighty, and then it, at that time with tax in my location, it was like a dollar eighty, and then like a dollar ninety two, and then two ten or something. Like All that right. was it. You just had it memorized. Well, then I get to talking to some other per people, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is that much, and I'm about to say it to the customer. And they're like, no, 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 it's like 218 or whatever. And I was like, no, what? it's like 212. But they came from the loop location where literally there is a loop tax that it wasn't like differently priced. It just is a, it's yeah, a different a, tax. There's a higher rate. sales tax. Higher sales tax just within the loop. So uh, yeah, so everything at Target will be much more expensive. It'll there, be a little everything more. Yeah. Is, It'll be a little. Uh, Stewart says make it a super target. Oh man, that's good. Then you got the grocery store, the whole thing. I've only been in one super target where I was like, there's no, rarely do you go into target and it's empty. And this was a super target that was, it was, it was scary. There were so few people in it. I'm like, is this like the walking dead? What's going to happen there? Is the, how long has the produce been here? I don't know. It was the whole thing was a little nuts, but I'm, you know, if crate and barrels closing on Michigan Avenue, all these other stores are closing. What do you want? You know, what do you want to do? You want empty? I think if I'm uh, if I'm those people who live in that neighborhood, I don't want vacant storefronts because nothing says this neighborhood is going to uh, hell in a handbasket than a bunch of vacant storefronts. So throw up that nice shiny new Target sign, get some people in there, get those big red carts. I love their carts because it's like uh, you're playing in Legoland. They're just these giant plastic shopping carts. Love them. Maybe they get the. Uh, I like a nice two story. There's a two story Target down in. Uh, New Orleans that we go to because Molly and Debbie like shopping at Target, and they've got the where you put the cart on the this cart elevator, and it goes. Oh man, it's fantastic! Those are fun. Those, Those are fun. fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, so. we don't really do the Target a lot out here. You know, I still don't have a Sam's Club or a uh, Costco membership. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm a bad suburbanite. You got to pick one, or have both. I have both. Let's see. I'm always, I'm always got the both. Yep, Lisa, you're right. That's where they, yeah, that's where they put the big Starbucks. I haven't been to that giant Starbucks. Then Lowry's closed, the uh, prime rib joint just off Michigan Avenue. Lowry's? Lowry's, the prime rib. No, I know what you're talking about. All right. So there, all right, looks like the Costco is 15 minutes from me, and the Sam's Club's only 10 Hmm. Sam's Club, I hear, is uh, Sam. No, wait. Who has the gas? The crazy cheap gas. Both Costco. Oh, both. Both. Do. Yep. Which? Uh, wait a minute. Which Sam's Club are they saying is ten minutes from you? Oh God. That's all right. I was just checking. I think Oakbrook Terrace. No. Oh, uh, that's a Costco. That's a Costco. No, that's a Costco. Terrace. No, no, no. They have yeah, that's in... right on Twenty Second Street. That one's always crowded. Always oh. crowded. The uh, the Sam's Club is near. A Dave and Buster's? It's at 355 and... Uh, oh, yeah. I've never been route, to that one. Route 20. Is that North Avenue? No. Yeah. No, it's not, is it? No. There's one on North Avenue. That's in North Lake. No, the one uh, you're talking about is further north of you. Dude, I hate when you're in Google Maps and you zoom in on a street a bunch of times and you're like, where's the name of the street? Like, just tell me the name of the street. I don't want to have to scroll like eight I... pages. All right, it's Lake Street. At Lake Street and 355, there's a Sam's I... Club. There's a Dave & Buster's there. 
what else we got? Chamberlain University College of Nursing. There's a Panda Express and an Aldi and a Goodwill. Dude, how are you not up at the lake in 355 all the time? I got to hang out there. Dude, Costco crazy. treats its employees better, according to Maureen. Raised their minimum wage to $16 an hour. Very nice. My brother uh, Tammy's right. They're going to put it. the brakes on the cart where you try to take them outside and the wheels lock up. Well, yeah, you can't, you know. I don't want uh, shopping carts all over North Michigan Avenue, but I don't mind a Target on North Michigan. Oh, Avenue. that'd be great shopping Just, cart race. Oh, that would be fun. All the all the homeless people now have upgraded shopping carts because those Target carts are sweet. I love I love the Target shopping carts. Do you do the uh, ones I, with the flamethrower or the oil slick? Ooh, what? Or the missile launcher or the giant the blue shell or the banana peel. Because all the cards have a different like, weapon. No, you dug this hole. You got to get out of it. It was a really <laughs> funny joke. Was it? Yeah, you said the shopping carts are upgraded, right? So, like, you got all right. It's like Mario Kart, right? You can drop a banana peel. You can throw a oh. shell. You got all that. So, like, in the if you yeah, like now everyone downtown okay. has an upgraded shopping cart with a weapon, which uh, would be fun. Okay, all That's right, fun. sure. It's Mario Day today is it Mario Day today, Roger? Mm -hmm. I thought it was Roger, International Women's Day. Yeah, Roger, no, it's International Women's Month. Don't oh, get that Monday, wrong. Mon no, Monday was International Women's Day. I'm not wrong about. Oh, that. that's true. Yes, but Monday was. Uh, Monday was. Now it's which National Women's. Go ahead. No, which is why what? Which is why Craig isn't here. Right, because he, he forgot. Yeah. Yeah, he took the whole week off. Is our delay off this week? Is whose delay off? Our delay. You and me. Usually, we don't talk over each other, and I feel like I've like jumped on you but i know no, i'm I not doing any yeah i think we're both i think we're both just amped up <laughs> i think that's it we're both amped up no but even when i'm amped up i know like i know how to do i i do online bro i've my full-time job is a podcast with a woman who's remote from me and i've done podcasts my video game podcast for like a decade with john i know how to not interrupt but like i'm not not doing that tonight so i don't know what's going on i i feel i have interrupted you a number of times too so let's take a deep breath cody and reset hi welcome to another uh, quarantine cast brian cody and not craig craig is in jail still uh cody oh, you have girl scout cookies oh, dude thin mints yes where what, did somebody come to your door? Did you find them at the Jewel? Where'd you get Girl Scout cookies? The neighbor girl um, across oh. the street. Her and her mom popped over. She's like, she was like eight or nine or something. Nice. But you know, my wife is partial to the peanut butter ones. I'm going to say your wife is right on point. Yeah. The peanut butter sandwiches, you mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. On point. Those are. Uh, the peanut butter sandwiches and the Samoas are my two favorite Girl Scout cookies. The Samoas are the like coconut caramel ones, yes. right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Now, my niece is a Girl Scout, and she sells cookies, but I I buy them, but they do, they do a thing where they donate them to the troops, allegedly. So I know if they're in the house, I'm going to eat them. And Girl Scout cookies... A box is about a helping, right? They're, they're, you know, 
it seems like it seems like they say there should be like 18 servings in a box, but let's be honest. One sleeve of those thin mints is a helping. This says one serving size is four cookies. Yeah, that's uh, maybe if you're a little girl scout. You know, oh, if I'm, if I'm a seven year old girl scout. I'm only going to eat four thin mints, you know. But so I, I donated to the troops. And now every time I see, a, you know, the Girl Scouts standing outside with their little table of fun, I want to walk up and, uh, you know, patronize their table of fun. But I listen, tell your wife I'll split a box of peanut butter sandwiches with her. It's the best. Okay. And right. every once in a while. The, this is where I start to worry because the craftsmanship of the peanut butter sandwich cookie is sometimes off because, you know, one side of the one side of the cookie is textured and the other side is smooth and the smooth sides are supposed to be the inside next to the peanut butter. Occasionally, you'll get it where one of them is flipped. So you have textured on the outside of one side and the flat side on the other side. And while they still taste the same, there's something amiss and something mm -hmm. I don't appreciate. Uh, Lisa, bringing up a good point, make the Water Tower Macy's space the Girl Scout cookie store experience. Oh, see, yeah, that one that wouldn't lead to trouble with a bunch of degenerates just hanging around. I got a merit badge for you. What? Stop it! Are you a brownie or a daisy? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I know any store, you know, they've already got the American Girl store there where we can't turn the entire water tower place into a uh, destination for preteen girls mm -hmm. because that's going to lead to other problems. I know I have no issue with preteen girls and uh, their parents shopping for them. But I think if the entire draw of a mall is, hey, come here, there's a good chance you're going to see a lot of really little girls here. That's <laughs> no, it's not going to That'd be problematic at some point. Well, put a school in there, and then people will be legally obligated to stay away. No, because you still have the London Fog store down the street where people are buying trench coats. <laughs> then they're gonna then they're gonna wander down Michigan Avenue. Can I have a dozy -si doe? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Wonder what they're gonna put in Tribune Tower. That's oh, it's just gonna well, isn't it all just residential? Yeah, well, there's gonna be some retail on the bottom. They've gotta have some retail, like. You're not going to pay whatever they're going to charge for a condo down in Tribune Tower without some kind of little mart in there or a restaurant. A little, a little bodega? Yeah. A white hen pantry? That, dude, there's... I would laugh if they put a 7-Eleven in there. I would laugh until I wet myself. Oh, man. Just, have, just all the, you know, everybody complaining about Target. And then you've got tourists in cargo shorts and really tight T-shirts with giant big gulps strolling along the boulevard. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> wow, you you could not be more distracted. What's going no, on? No, I'm I'm reading the comments. There was a lot coming in, and there's so much to process. There that. is a lot. Cindy said she had the Walk of Fame was taken out. Yes, Tower. yes, that, that that was taken out when they sold the building. Where's the Walk people of Fame were, now? People who are I don't I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Um, that's the I don't know what the I don't know what they're doing. Uh, Gary, are you still in Chicago? Physically, yes, I am. Gary, mentally, I am uh, on a beach somewhere. Used to listening all the time. Uh, then they changed your time. Yes, they did. Um, so. <laughs> 
we're here every Wednesday, and uh, I update all the time on what uh, what's going on at other places. So thank you, though, Gary. We appreciate that uh, for listening. Um, I've been uh, since we were talking about the upheaval over uh, over Macy's and Target now coming into Water Tower. Uh, I don't know if you've been reading your child any Dr. Seuss books, but yeah. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. Uh, things are things are tragic, and uh, boy, oh boy, some uh, some people in this country really are latching on to this manufactured cancel culture nomenclature and riding it all the way, you know, all the way down into the fiery pits of hell. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say all of it's manufactured. To be fair, there's some stuff that goes too far, but this is not one of those things. No, I agree. I don't think that, you know, first of all, it's not cancel culture if the publisher themselves says, you know what, we've looked at some things, and out of all the Dr. Seuss books that we publish, six of them we've decided we're just we're just going to not publish them anymore. That's all right. We're not we're we're not going to burn them. The ones that are out there, we're not going to come to your house and uh, you know grab one from your child. We're yeah. just not going to publish these anymore. We're going to keep publishing all the rest of them. You know, you can still get the Sneeches and the Grinch and the Cat in the Hat and One Fish, yeah. Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. <clears throat> yeah, there's a there's a very serious lack of critical thinking skills in this country. Because really, like, no one no one has like no one that's upset about it or acting upset about it has like stopped to ask: Is it normal for a publisher to stop publishing books? And the answer is yeah. This actually mm -hmm. happens literally every day. Book publishers stop publishing books all the time. All the time. The only difference here is that they took these five books that literally no one's ever heard of. No one has ever heard of any of these Dr. Seuss books. The only difference is that these publishers slapped a couple, you know, a little bit of social justice terminology on it and said, that's why we're not going to do it, so that they would get PR. And they got mad PR. So they got, like, all, like, everyone's now talking about Dr. Seuss. And if you're, like, if you're a new parent or you're, you know, shopping for a baby shower, you're looking around, you, you weren't thinking about children's books. You haven't thought about children's books in 30 years. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, I got some Dr. Seuss books. They're going to make money. That's how this works. So they stop publishing books, which people do constantly, and then they talk about it and say, oh, it's because racism bad, and then they make a bunch of money. This is not rocket science. They, they weren't banned. No one's, no one's rights are being – This is uh, people are dumb. People are really yeah. just not capable of thinking this through. I mean, I looked when I heard – when the story <laughs> first came out last week, the day before, the day before they decided to stop publishing these six books – I went through I went through the six and I had only I had never read any of these to my knowledge. Uh, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, McGilligan's Pool, if I ran the zoo, Scrambled Eggs Super, On Beyond Zebra, and the Cat's Quizzer. Uh, those are the those are the six that aren't being published anymore. And I was like, all right. And I looked through, I went on uh, the web and I did a read through of, uh, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry street. And I was like, all right, everything seems fine. And then I got to one page and the one page that everybody is critical of had been changed because in mine, it's uh, they this kid is, if you don't know the story, the kid is uh, imagining because his dad says, pay attention on your way to school and tell me what you saw. 
And the kid sees something, he's like, that's not going to be enough. So his imagination starts running wild of all the, all he's going to tell his dad that he saw. And at one point, it's, you know, it's a zoo and it, all this stuff. And then he says, and a Chinese, a Chinese man who eats with sticks and blah, 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 blah. And, and they're in the corner, there's a caricature of a Chinese man running with a bowl and he's got some chopsticks. Now, in the version I saw, it was it was a white cartoon. Turns out it used to be yellow, like bright yellow. So, okay, I get it. You know, you want to change that. My thinking is you could change the you could change the word, you could change the character if and that that should, you know, you could make it any kind of man and rhyme. You that's an easy rhyme to fix and to change if you want to. They think it's easier to just stop publishing it because of the outcry. That's all right. I didn't know the other ones. Um, I did see some pictures of some some uh, drawings that were they were pretty bad. You know where you go. Oh, you know maybe that was okay fifty years ago. It wasn't okay fifty years ago, but it was tolerated fifty years ago. It's not right now. Okay, so you either change it or you do what. His, the company decided to do and just say, you know what, we're going to keep publishing all these other books, and we're just going to take these few out of circulation. You know, whether they're whether a lot of people read them or not, we just find them problematic. We don't need the we don't need the hassle from everybody, and quite frankly, it's not what we stand for. So we're going to get rid of them. And but you're right, we're not banning books. Nobody's burning books. And if you look at the people who are saying that. Consider the source and then move on. I think you should. Are you going to read your son, Dr. Seuss? We have. Of course you have, because every parent has. <clears throat> Which is why your son is trying to escape his crib. Man. Uh, so, are you okay? Are yeah, you choking? No. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. Wasn't there some other dumb controversy this week? Um... There was oh there sure there was the Muppets. Uh, they put disclaimers on the front of some of the Muppet Show episodes. There was uh, Pepe Le Pew has been canceled. He's not going to be in Space Jam Two. Uh, the bunny, the female bunny, is not going to be in Space Jam Two. She's going to be redrawn because she was too hypersexual. Wait, she won't in, be in it at all. I don't think so. I thought they were redrawing her. Well, she's getting redrawn. Pepe Le Pew has been axed. Wow. Axed to leave. Why? But Pepe Le Pew is creepy. Everybody knows Pepe Le Pew is creepy. Pepe Le Pew is literally a rapist. Like, the, no one's attempted. arguing. Attempted. Attempted, right? He's, <laughs> like, we know he's not, he's he's not good. But, like, you, you don't have to write him that way in 20, like, you could write, you could make him, like, silly. Well, I, guess and then, they, I guess they they shot a scene with him, with LeBron James. Because uh, LeBron is now Michael Jordan, and I read the description of the scene is so Peppy's at the bar, and the cat—I don't remember the cat's name. She comes in, and Peppy, you know, pulls his usual maneuvers and is trying to kiss her and all that, and then she socks him, drops him, and then LeBron comes over and basically goes, "Dude, you can't put your hands on other tunes that way. That's not how we behave anymore." And so he taught Peppy Le Pew learned his lesson, but they've cut the scene out of the movie. Why? 
because you know he also was singing uh the winter that the christmas song baby it's cold outside see that's funny i know but like that's a fun that's so when you're writing that part writing, is made up by the way when you're writing a comedic oh that's too bad when you're writing a comedic uh like show you have characters that are like caricatures they're like exaggerated silly it's like Pepe Le Pew's exaggerated silliness that he's yes. like. Well, Pepe Le Pew was supposed to be like Maurice Chevalier, this swarthy French actor. You yeah. know, hello, baby. Come here, he's, to Pepe. He's a, he's a man, and as Maureen, Maureen, Maureen is right. He's too stupid to know the difference between a skunk and a cat. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like if Montesquieu, we, we should can't, Montesquieu's probably canceled. Montesquieu, yeah. So the, yeah, those were all the big. Those were the big controversies this week. There's a lot going on. Now we had, you know, a lot of lot of other things going on in the country, but we got to focus on those because things. Did you watch? Speaking of things that we don't need to focus on, but took up a lot of uh, oxygen from everybody. Did you watch the Royals interview? We can have a Royals. Did you watch it? I saw clips. I watched it, but I didn't watch it live because I was like, I'm not sitting through commercials for this. But I. So I recorded it and I watched it Monday and the two hour interview took about an hour and 15 minutes. Nice. So that was about, that was the amount of time that I was willing to uh, commit to it. It was insane. I will say, I thought Oprah, you know, I'm not a fan of Oprah. I got nothing. I, I don't have a personal beef with Oprah. I'm just not Oprah's target audience. Uh, but I thought Oprah did a good job. I don't think she lobbed too many softballs. I think she followed up nicely. Uh, so I thought Oprah did a good job. I don't know. I think there's truth somewhere in the middle. I loved how I love one. I loved how angry people got in their pronouncements that they could not care less about this. People were all over. So you would have thought that Megan and Harry were coming to their house and asking to borrow their car. This is how mad people were getting that this interview was even at. Why do we care about any of it? It's like, okay, dude, you don't have to watch it. Nobody's it's not a clockwork orange. We're not propping your eyeballs open and making you watch Harry and Meghan talk to Oprah. That would be torture. Uh, all my little droogs would be very upset if that had to happen. Droogs. So I I thought it was fine. I, you know, uh, I thought it was amus amusing. I thought it was interesting. I, you know, I was shocked by some of the revelations. But to get, and then on the other side of it, there's people who were completely invested. They could not believe it. They now want to go over to Britain and set it ablaze because of uh, the horrors that were inflicted upon Harry and Meghan. And again, I don't care. But there was there were one guy I know who I'm friends with. We fought a revolution to not have to care about the monarchy. Of blah blah. First of all, dude, that was two hundred and some years ago. You got to let it go. We won. You know, you sound as dumb as the Confederates now. Going, we're going to rise again. No, you're not. We whooped you the first time. You're not coming back. So, you know, to get this angry over the interview just was just was crazy crazy but it was you know i i man it didn't none of it surprised me when mega was like yeah i was all alone and i felt isolated and i was like oh yeah, yeah duh i didn't believe i didn't believe for a second though when she said she didn't do any research on the royal family she didn't do any research on what it would mean to be a royal shut up come on i if I were dating somebody, you know, I'd Google their family. You know, 
Yeah, Susan, my friend Susan, uh, one of the talented, talented actresses from uh, Tony and Tina's Wedding and many other things. She's done a lot. Uh, said it is creepy that they called the monarchy the firm. The firm or the, uh, what was the other one? The, uh, oh man, they called it two things. The corporate ministry. Basically, it was like the firm and the, the I don't know. But they they tried to make the, the they like, well, the family is the family. And then the firm is the business of the monarchy. So the firm is who Megan would go to. She she mentioned going to HR for your family business, the HR, the HR of the family. So I remember when uh, when we were doing the overnight show and Oprah announced she was ending her show and uh, people were losing their minds, of course. And they're just like, oh, my God, Oprah. And you, being a not Oprah fan, uh, dedicated a segment to basically making fun of the fact that Oprah was retiring and so many people are taking it so hard. Do you remember that? I don't. It I sounds exactly like what I would do, though. I remember it because I had to screen the phone calls. And there were a lot of very upset women listeners that were like, you don't understand, Brian. We don't have, like, a voice to talk to us, like... You know, like women folk and like she connects to us on a level and like all this stuff. People were like, people were calling me in like tears on the other side. Oh my God. Uh, probably not in tears, but people were. No, I, no I, I would imagine there were some that were in tears. People are, people are goofy. Oh, plus it was the overnights. A lot of people are drunk when they call them, let's be honest. They're drunk. They're lonesome. They, I would know. I took the calls. But uh, yeah, I, I remember, I remember working that night. Uh when she announced her last season because you were just you just thought it was funny that people were overreacting and oh yeah well oh, people were very very crazed and here's why here's my beef with oprah it's not and it's not oprah's fault uh my beef with oprah is that for about three years my mom could not have a conversation without quoting oprah two or three times and it it made everybody in my family nuts she read the magazine she watched the show and it was like it was like Oprah had come down with the tablets from the mountain and was talking to my mom through a burning bush. And that is not a euphemism for some sort of hygiene issue. Uh, it was it was unbelievable. So that so that's where I have my beef with Oprah. Because I don't know if you know this, Cody. I was on the Oprah show twice. What? Yeah. Twice I was on the Oprah show. Doing what? Guest. I was a guest two times. You were not. I guess I was. For why? The f for why? Why wouldn't you be? Uh, the first time, the first time I was on the Oprah show, it was an April first, and they were having, uh, they were having a whole bunch of Chicago comics come in, and everybody told a, a joke. So you would just Oprah was like, this was before Oprah got really heavy, you know. This was like 80, 89 maybe. Uh, when Oprah you was mean subject matter wise right so, uh, yes her, yeah. not not her physicality her yeah. her topics the this topic. was before oprah became the voice of a generation yeah. this was when oprah was just uh she had am chicago had turned into the oprah winfrey show and she was just you know she was a daytime talk show host she was not the woman that she became so first time i'm on there i go on and i tell a joke and that was it you know you'd introduce yourself you tell a joke and then you, it was an assembly line bang 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 Second time, I don't know why we were doing this. Uh, my brothers, my cousin Jimmy, and myself were going just to watch an Oprah taping. I don't know why. 
Uh, it makes no sense. This is what makes even less sense. We get to the Oprah show and we're in the audience and the topic of the day turns out to be sibling rivalry. And they had some guests cancel. So the producer's like, do we have any siblings in the audience? And I'm like, oh no. And I forget which one of our brothers was like, yeah, we're, there's three of us here. We're brothers. We end up on stage what? as part of the sibling rivalry show of the Oprah show. And it was awful. Because first of all, I look gigantic. My brother Dennis didn't say a word. Uh, Michael was Michael talked nonstop. I talked a little. We looked, it was we talked about having fights on the side of the house when we were playing football. It was like, oh my God. And you know what we got for embarrassing ourselves on the Oprah show? Nada. Nothing. nothing. You didn't get a car? You didn't get a car? No. You get a car? I, you get a car? I didn't get a car. There was nothing under my seat. I didn't get uh, any of Oprah's favorite things. I didn't get any cupcakes. I got nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, and, and yet, I still didn't hold that against her. It wasn't until she started uh, pontificating through my mother that uh, I was like, I can't handle Oprah anymore. I'm done. I'm done with Oprah. She wouldn't even remember now. <laughs> Oprah, remember that really horrible sibling rivalry? Plus, I was wearing, I remember, I was wearing a black mock turtleneck and a cardigan sweater. I looked like Frankenstein. My hair was all squared off. It was like, Ugh! and I had these, yeah, it was, it was just horrifying. And there, you know, my brother Dennis was kind of sitting with his legs crossed, all kind of, uh, you know, uh, in on himself. <laughs> like, oh no. Yeah. No, Mike, no Oprah, the home game. This was, uh, I can't believe I didn't, I've never told you that story that I was on Oprah twice and that I did her show. Good about it. We lost your microphone there, Cody the G. I muted myself. <clears throat> oh. And yet your I, mouth was moving. That's what that's what confused oh, me. You looked Oprah, like you were talking, and I was like, "What?" Oprah sibling rivalries. How many years ago was this? Oh my God, this was. I was. Was I married? Yeah, I was married. So sometime in the last twenty nine years. <laughs> <laughs> sometime, yeah, it was, it, it was a long time ago. Oh man. I, am gonna, I think I have it on tape somewhere. I have a videotape of it somewhere. I'm going to waste way too much time. Oprah Winfrey show, July 12th, 1988. Pregnant daughters by their... Wow, wow, that's awkward. Yeah, no, there's some was, dark stuff. Yeah, <clears> yeah, <throat> there's... It is crazy, Cindy. It's... Uh, welcome to my life. <laughs> I, was on the I was on the Oprah Winfrey show once. Doing what? Doing a giant flash mob with ten thousand people in a season premiere. That's right. How did that happen? Yeah. Um, Tell us about that. Because didn't you meet someone uh, yeah. from your previous life there? Yeah, I was like twenty-five or twenty-six. In my uh, my friend Linnea is like a professional dancer in the city. She knew I was trying to bust into acting and get acting credits. She's like, "Oh, you can yeah. audition to do this like flash mob on Oprah's show." I'm like, "Great." So I like sign up, and they're basically like, "Can you learn like three moves?" I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "Cool, you're in." So we go to the Fields house across on Western, like on Western and uh, Armitage, Western and Fullerton, right by the Regal Theater there, the movie theater. There's a Fields okay. house there. Oh, so yeah, I think, yeah. I think there's a Target there, actually. Mm -hmm. So we go to the Windy City Field House or whatever it was. 
and we uh, we learned this this flash mob dance. It was like an eight hour thing. Then the next day was the season premiere of the Oprah Show, where they closed off Michigan Avenue for her final season. Um, Jennifer Garner performed, and the Black Eyed Peas performed, and they did this flash mob dance. And I had learned it, so I was I was one of the like leaders in the crowd that like taught people around me how to do it because it was open to the public, right? There's like ten thousand people. They only taught like a thousand people to dance. Uh, okay. So everybody's just there. You show up. You're like, okay, we're at the Oprah show. Cool. This is free. This will be fun. And then all these people like me are around being like, wait, before we start the taping, you must learn a dance. And then we're just teaching randos like how to do this flash mob dance. But it turned out really cool. If you search Oprah uh, season premiere flash mob or like Black Eyed Peas flash mob, it was really, really well done. Um, but yeah, I met, I met two girls there actually. Got both their numbers. Wow. Cool. Uh, ended up dating one for like a year and a half. I'm pretty serious. So. Yeah, you were a you were a player back in the day. It was a good well. The other one never replied to my texts. Uh, oh, either, but, well, she did actually. We hung out a couple times. Whatever. Anyway, so that was my Oprah Winfrey experience. But I remember uh, here's a fun uh, side story. At the Windy City Fieldhouse, we had a little like intermission, right? And it was it was mm -hmm. like a two hour break in the middle of the day. <clears throat> and I don't have uh -oh. transferred. Hold on. What? Hold on. Hold there on. we go. Sorry. What? Were you hearing? Were, were you hearing a video going through? No. All right. Um. So at the Winnie City Fieldhouse, we literally had like a two or two and a half hour break. It was like a very long break. Um, and I don't know why this break was so long in the middle of the day, but we take it. And I, while learning to dance, it must have been or like on the way out or maybe hanging around while wondering like where to go next uh i met this guy there was like a i think he was a presbyterian minister okay. i don't remember if he was presbyterian but he, he was some kind of minister but he was like a minister and he was like oh yeah i wanted to do this just for fun uh am i like you know i'm just here by myself you want to go see a movie <laughs> so, <laughs> during our intermission break from learning this dance I walked across the street to the Regal Cinemas with a minister, and I think we watched. I'm pretty sure we watched the first GI Joe movie. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the GI Joe movie. Wow! Watched it with this minister That's... dude. There, there might have been a third person there. There might. Well, Jesus. Well, Jesus, sure. But I think there was a third physical person that was also like maybe my age or like in the middle or a little younger than me or something. I, I vaguely remember I thought there was a third person or a small group of us went, but it was basically me and this minister and maybe one other person just went and watched the movie. It was great. And then we went and learned the second half of the dance and then went home. Very weird. Was he trying to proselytize to you, make you come over to the Lord? He was a cool dude. He was a cool dude. That's cool. He was, he was a, he's like a cool hip young minister, you know, like let's have a rock band at our church kind of a guy. <laughs> that way. Come on, teens. Let's go for uh, a camp out and talk about the Lord. I've been to those. A little different. Yeah, no, I'll pass. Thank you. Uh, yeah. But pass, um, on, pass on all of that. Well, enough really, Oprah. Yeah, enough Oprah. Enough Oprah. Enough of the enough of the, the, the royals. Enough of everything. It's time to time to look back. You realize this is the week where everything started shutting down? Last year, no. this was it's this was the week because uh, I think today or tomorrow is the day that uh, Tom Hanks and Rita said that they had it in Australia and the NBA shut down and that one NBA player 
licked all the microphones, and then things went crazy. Yeah. Because once that once once the NBA and Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks rather were shut down, the whole world was like, oh, or the, that's when people started paying attention. It was like, what? Huh? Yeah. And then we had our we had our final in person show. Uh, Sunday show on the 15th of uh, March at the old place. And then I did a show on the 16th, which was Monday, Monday the 16th at uh, TMJ. And that was the last time I was in the studio there. Yeah. Everything else studio in a year. Right. Yeah. Well, I was at GN in the summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. But, uh, but that was the last one before everything shut down because that was the day. They were talking about closing the bars and stuff. And we had a guest. We had a guest. One of the owners of Exit Strategy Brewing was going to come on and talk about what their plans were for all this. And literally in that newscast, we had to break away to the governor who said everything is closed starting tomorrow or starting Tuesday, rather. And uh, yeah. And I was like, do you still want to come on? Because she was you know, stunned. As you can imagine, if you're a bar or restaurant owner and you learned all of a sudden you were getting shut down. Um, yeah, but she came on. We talked about it. It was crazy. Did Chicago shut everything down? But They shut everything down before. There was, there was an event in Chicago where everyone packed the bars, even though the governor was, even though everybody was like, don't go anywhere, don't go anywhere. That then was after that event, everything shut down officially. That was the weekend before of Saint the weekend before St. Patrick's Day. So that would have been like the the 13th and 14th of March last year. Yeah. Uh, they had said they had said to to not go out and not do that. And because everybody was packing into the bars, that's when they on that Sunday, that's when they said we're shutting it down starting tomorrow. Yeah. Because they didn't want people doing it again on St. Patrick's Day. So the, the bad behavior on the 13th and 14th led to the announcement on the 15th that uh, everything was shut down. Yeah. It was crazy. But here's the good news. They're saying they, they, they're saying as of tonight that everything is still on the schedule for summer events. You know, they don't have everything locked down, but they're saying they, they approved the, you know, they've got the budget, everything is ready to go. So they haven't, they haven't canceled stuff yet, which is, which is promising. I don't know if I'll be going into big. See here, I'm finding, and and maybe you will, because have you had your second? I can't remember. No, I will in a few weeks. Right. I'm still, I'm still acting like I'm not fully vaccinated. And Saturday is the day. Saturday is my day where my second week after my second shot is up. But I'm still like, well, I don't want to be in a crowd. I don't want to because I don't know. I don't know when or if that will go away. Where. <laughs> Or I'm like, oh, I can go. And, you know, we're supposed to, my brother asked us to come to his house on Sunday. Um, and I've been fully vaccinated. My mom's fully vaccinated. My brother and uh, his, uh, it's weird when adults say girlfriend or boyfriend, but his his lady, his lover, uh, they, are, they are halfway vaccinated. Uh, Debbie is halfway vaccinated. But there's still a part of me that's like, I shouldn't go anywhere. I should stay. I, I got to stay home. I, I can only go to outdoor events. 
you know, where there's no other people. I could sit at a picnic table at a brewery where no one is around me. But the minute there's another human being, I must flee for my life. I don't know well, when that's going to change. Well, that's in March, April, May, June, July. I got four months till uh, July 21st. July 21st, June 21st. July 21st, Wrigley Field, Guns N' Roses. Is it still on? Well, I mean, you just said everything for the summer's open, right? Well, there, well, through the city, like the Air and Water Show and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. I don't know if, and they are letting, they're letting, uh, letting people back in the ballparks, twenty percent, you know. Uh, so at this point, and they're saying they'll evaluate that as things go on. And then tonight, Dr. Fauci said we should be at herd immunity by July. Um, so that's good. So there's a lot of promising, you know, a lot of promising things coming up, but I don't know. Will you go? If, if it's there, will you go? Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm vaccinated, to, dude. Who cares? Yeah. You got to go down to paradise city, man, with your sweet child of mine. Uh, not going to bring the baby, but I'll bring my wife and when I get a babysitter, Mrs. Brownstone. Sure. Is that your, your wife? Could do it up. You've been dancing. I just don't want to talk to you. I just don't want to talk to you a week after the concert. You go, I used to love her, but I had to kill her. <laughs> that seems harsh. Yeah, dude. Brutal. Did you see Axel Rose was on Scooby Doo? When? Uh not too long ago. You gotta Google it. He was he played himself. Uh what? The Scooby-Doo gang was on a road trip on Route 66, and uh, they stop at a diner, and there's Axel Rose, uh, not fat Axel with the braids in his hair, but uh, young, thin Axel with a big cowboy hat, and he's leaning on a motorcycle. And they, it turns out he and Shaggy and Scooby are old friends. Oh, my God. I'm looking right now. I, have to I, love, I love the look on your face. You could not be more shocked. This is extraordinary. Oh, I'm so happy. Dude, does it make you feel, does it make you think less of uh, Axel? No, dude. Dude. Greatest, greatest rock vocalist of all time. Hands down. It's not even close. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna argue with it. i I don't know. He's one of the greatest. I'll give you that. I listen, I was a big Guns N' Roses fan. And those videos, the first couple videos that came out, and he's doing that snake dance in his leather pants, forget about it. Well, that's what got people. I watched a little mini documentary on like Up Rocks about kind of how they got started, and they had their uh, music video for Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. And like they couldn't get a play, couldn't get a play, and then finally this guy is like, I don't play it at like 3 a.m. on VH1 or whatever. And like the next day, their phones were just ringing like the whole week, just nonstop up. Like everybody's like, What was that video? What was that video? Play it again, play it again. So they started playing it more because it was like Welcome to the Jungle. I mean, well, like, come on. And uh, people were just like, Cody, how do you uh, like suburban living? Asks Lisa. Yeah, I saw that question. I, I love it. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's funny. You really made me think when you, when you uh, said what Molly said about feeling like Chicago was home and she was just living somewhere else. Um, mm -hmm. I like gradually or I think really when the pandemic hit, I started my kind of like mental move out of Chicago. Um, and the, the the longer it's been, been the more the more moved I feel. Um, and I really I don't I don't consider myself like tied to Chicago anymore. 
I think I'm tied to like the general Midwest, Northern Illinois, this area, like for family and stuff. But, yeah. um, you know, and I have no roots in Lombard yet. I'd like to get some. I love my house. I, yeah, I like the neighborhood so far, but I don't know anybody. I'm not in any organizations because I'm not meeting. You know, I like, I'm not part of a parish community. I really want to get into one. Cody's tinny today. No, that's just my, um, just my microphone. Uh, well, you'll, I think you'll get more involved as your son gets older. And, yeah. you know, as you start, this, this was a hard year to get involved anywhere. So yeah. once this is over and in the summer, when you guys are out, you're walking around, you're going to have your son at the park. Maybe you'll meet people. Uh, you know, your neighbors will be out now that we're all, you know, everybody's been hunkered down for the last year. Now we'll start emerging. I'm afraid that I have to, like, if we go to my brothers, I have to put on actual pants and stuff. I've spent the majority of this last year in sweats and hoodies. Yeah. And, and, and that's not an exaggeration. It's like, oh my God, I have to get dressed again, like in structured clothing. Yeah. That's why the few things I've had to do where I had to look presentable, it was easy because I just put on a nice collared shirt. And from here up, oh, look at Brian. He's Mr. Professional. Look at that. Yeah. Doesn't he look great wearing his derby? Because I always wear the derby to important meetings. Got to wear the derby. I, I didn't really answer the question. I actually love suburban living. Uh, I like it. I like just driving around places, doing my thing. I love, I love home repair stuff. Um, there was actually like a door that, a, kind of a framed like doorway. I'm gonna be like, uh, re-trimming tomorrow. Um, I got a finishing gun. I've got a bunch of uh, liquid nails. Um, I've got like I've got my circuit. I've got the circular saw. Roger Lance, shout out Roger. Oh, he's gone too bad. Uh, Roger, you know, gave me that circular saw I didn't need anymore. I'm going to be using that to make the cuts because I don't have a miter saw. I know what a miter saw is. Like these Do you have things, a miter like, box? I don't have a miter box. No. Oh, okay. You just so, use yeah. go old school with a miter box. <laughs> I don't have any miter or anything. No, but I, I, like, I, I didn't know what any of these things were like a year ago. Like I'm learning a lot. I get to like tweak things. Like this whole closet studio thing I'm in, like it's just I built this. You know, like I built these bass yeah, tracks. No, these are acoustic absorption, like sound. You know, it, I'm I'm not a regular Bob Vila, but like there's a He's lot like more Bob's than Bob's son. <laughs> Bob's clumsy son. But you are doing a lot, and that that is part of owning a home and being, yeah. you know, trying to do some stuff yourself because you can't hire somebody for everything. Uh, mm -hmm. Hi from Key West, Florida. Hello, Key West, Florida. Oh, it's probably beautiful there. Probably nice and warm. Sitting out in the tropic. I sat on the deck and had a cigar yesterday because it was so warm. Yeah, it's my nice first, and warm here. My first deck cigar of the uh, of the season. So how was it? Just lovely. Uh, well, that's good. So I, boy, you're taking on some big projects. I like it. Thank you. Me I like too. that you're not afraid. You're not afraid to get in there. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm so not. how are you going to cut the angles if you don't have a miter saw? What are you using, like a triangle? It's a circular saw. Right, but how do you how do you know the right angle? I will try to be as, as precise as I can. It's, I'll probably have to sand it to get it to fit exactly. I'm going to be in the garage. I mean, in the garage, I'm going to try and interlock all of it as well as yeah. I can in the garage, so that it, so that I'm sure that it obviously like locks, and it'll go and hopefully it'll work. I'm going to give you one uh, one word that's going to help you with that. Yeah. Hawk, because if your angles don't match up exactly. It doesn't matter. You fill the fill the seam with a little caulk, sand it down. You paint over it. 
You're going to paint it anyway. No, we are going to paint. Actually, the reason I have to do it tomorrow is because we have painters coming and doing our final, final, knock on wood, for the love of God, please let this be it. Our final <laughs> paint job. We have now, we went from, oh, we'll paint some rooms upstairs, so let's paint everything. So just everything is painted. We've just painted nice. so much. So much painting. Yeah, have it done. Painting's, painting's fun to a degree. It's the taping that gets me. That is, I, I'm with you. That's my problem with painting. I the prep work. I'm not. I lose patience about halfway through the prep work, and I go, "I'll just be careful." I'm sure I have a steady hand. I can, I'll be careful. No, you won't. I at our house in California. It bothered me my entire time we were there because I painted. We had this huge vaulted kitchen ceiling, like to the point where I had to I had to get a ten foot ladder just so I could do the wall. Um, wow. And at one point, I must have been rolling, and it was our ceilings were white, and the wall was this grotesque fluorescent pink. We, we, went, we went crazy with colors in this house to the point where when we were going to sell it, the realtor came and went, we got to paint this whole thing white. Because we had been in our house, our first house, all the walls were white. Our condo, when we moved to California, all the walls were white. When we bought the house, we were like, we're making all these rooms crazy. Like the the Molly's room, she wanted it pink. So it was bubblegum pink. Uh, our room was kind of a – our room was nice. It was just a soft violet. Um, the office slash second bedroom was bright yellow, like surface of the sun bright yellow. The living room was the blue, kind of a, almost the blue that's in this room now. So not bad. The living room was okay too. But the kitchen – was this pink that was borderline fluorescent nuts. Uh, and at one point, I must have done the roller, and it hit. There was a spot on the white ceiling that I didn't see when I painted it because I hadn't taped it. And uh, every day I would sit down, I'd look at it, but I'd go, damn it. And <laughs> so I didn't... Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, no, I didn't paint. And then when we moved into our house in Frankfurt, Debbie was like, should we paint? And I looked around. I go, well, look, at they they did a nice job with the paint and the wallpaper and stuff. Uh, we'll just leave it like this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, good luck. Yeah, painting is not. I don't. Well, you know me. I don't have the patience for any of that stuff. I mean, I'm the same as you. Any small, minor detail mistake. Like, actually, in the corner of my studio, I had some stuff uh, stuck to the wall with adhesive. It okay. ripped off a little bit of the uh, of the paint on both sides. Ooh. So I'm probably going to go back and touch that all up, even though no one can see it but me while I'm recording. I mean, it's in the, like right. no one is ever going to see this corner. But it's going to drive you crazy. It's going to drive you crazy. Um, the, uh, you know, Marta said had a professional painter who didn't tape, and it showed uh we got quotes from two professional painting companies one of them said that they don't tape i don't i think they might have both but i know that one did um huh which well i, I used i used one of those edgers at times too which work nice where you you know you put the edger up and you paint along the problem is if you don't pull the edger off straight and then wipe it clean before you move it to the next one if you try to just slide it along you're gonna it's leaving paint <laughs> Leaving paint everywhere. It's like, ah. Oh. Damn it. I'm, gonna I'm gonna hope for the best. Uh, we got a really good quote. I mean, we just got a good cheap quote from one person. Yeah. And 
it's just going to save us so much time and energy. Well, the, the reason we we are having painters is two of our ceilings. Um, okay. The ceiling in the dining room and the ceiling uh, up at the top of the staircase. The ceiling at the top of the staircase is just it's just old. It's just old. It's chipped in places. It's got cracks, whatever. Yeah. And the dining room is a big, deep crack because we have Ooh. stucco ceilings. Okay. Uh, so uh, I don't know if that makes a difference, but all the stucco, we're an old house. So there's like plaster and drywall. Like the dry, the drywall here is not like thin drywall. You can knock that. Like it's drywall plaster. Like it's very lathe and lathe and plaster is what the uh, the pros call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got some nice thick walls and stuff. And the ceilings are in good shape, but he's just like, yeah, it's just you know, as the house settles forever, it's just yeah. And Lisa said painting the ceiling is not fun. That's the thing. I, I don't I don't know how to like repair it and make it look serviceable and paint it and take off the light fixtures it's all the everything involved. Yeah. I'm just, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And it's going to take you forever. This way, yes. somebody else comes in. You have a full time job. You have a new baby. If if you're if you have the ability to pay a professional to do it, I think it's worth it. Yeah. We had a, our house in California. You know, in an apartment, it's like that popcorn ceiling almost like stucco, but it's the textured stuff mm. uh, that they just spray up there. Well, everybody was getting that taken off because it looks it looks cheap, I guess. You know, it looks like you're in an apartment instead of a house because it's just that spray. So in order to do it, we had to – somebody was like, oh, you know, you can do it yourself. You just get this scraper and you scrape along the ceiling and everything just drops off and then you, uh, you know, then you can put some uh, mud up there on any rough spot and you fix it all up and then you paint it. I'm like, yeah, okay, so – Time to get some estimates. We had to have, we, you know, I watched this guy and I'm like, that's why he's, that's why painting is his business. Cause he had the right tool uh, that caught all the gunk as he scraped it off. He got everything nice and level. He did it. And I'm like, one, it would have taken me forever. Two, the ceiling would have had gouges all over it. Three, I would have stopped about halfway through and went, screw this. I'm done. And uh, yeah, it's no, forget it. Yeah. Um, Contact S this old house. They help people with small and medium-sized jobs. Oh, that's good. Uh, I interviewed uh, the host of this old house on my podcast. Really? What is his name? Um, this uh, was Vila? at least a year ago. Um, Vila used to do this old house. It is. Bob Villa. Was it Villa or Vila? Vila. Um, who's hosting it now? He's been doing it for like 20 years. Kevin O'Connor. Kevin O'Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Very nice. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, I interviewed Kevin O'Connor on uh, Curiosity Daily. He was a really nice guy. He told a story about deadwood, which is um, deadwood trees and deadwood lumber. I guess it's, like, really, really rare. And, uh, like, some of it has fallen on lake beds in the country and will be, like, really well preserved underwater. And so, like, uh, treasure hunters will apparently go and try to get these deadwood logs and bring them up. Uh, and like sell them for like tens of thousands of dollars or whatever um, oh, because it's got like an incredible like texture and um, he he told this whole story about Deadwood Logs um, and there was one other really cool story he had but yeah Kevin no he was awesome uh, yeah you can search curiositydaily.com for that but this old house there's a podcast now and that's okay. what he was he was on there promoting that but this old house Very podcast nice. was really cool so that sounds nice yeah those guys know how to they always make me feel less than a man. Because they know everything. They help me be a man. Wow. That's what they help me do. That's what they All right. Me. That's what we, because you have tools, power oh, tools. I have some. Yeah. We, and we have painted, like, we've painted more than half our house. 
uh, personally, internally, without hiring painters. So I feel like, you know, you paint don't listen, you don't have house. to be ashamed that you're a man of means who can hire painters to come and do his house. Revel in it. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Embrace the fact that you're a guy who can hire painters. Yeah. And everybody Once. else, too bad. Too bad. Too bad. Uh, we're starting to get short on time. Should we? We were going to talk about something last week, and we didn't. Oh, I think. Do we want to wait and do that week. next week? Yeah. We'll do that next week. Yeah. Let me give you a quick uh, recommendation before we get out of here. Coming to America, the sequel to – have you ever seen Coming to America, the original Coming to America with Eddie Murphy I, and Arsenio I, Hall? I don't think I have. Oh, no. You're the second person in a, four days that's told me they haven't seen it. The other one was my wife. <laughs> and I, I questioned our entire relationship. I was not I was not a fan of her response. It was – because Coming to America, the sequel now, it's 30-some years. But the sequel came out on um, – what did it come out on? Prime the other day came out on Friday. And so Thursday I said to Debbie, Hey, maybe one night this weekend we could watch a movie. Maybe we could watch, uh, the new coming to America. She was like, Oh yeah, that'd be fun. I said, okay, good. And then she goes, you know, I never saw the first one. I said, what? How have you never seen the first one? It's hilarious. She goes, well, I was, I was busy. I said, it came out when you were in high school. How busy were you? Well, I don't really like to go to the movies. I'm like, you're lying. Our entire dating life, we were at the movies. We watch movies here all the time. I said, either you have been placating me for well over 30 years or you're, uh, you know, full of brown stuff. Because this is not, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm thinking back in high school, yeah, we were all involved in activities, but we had time to go to the movies. Funny you know, stuff. that's really funny and gross. It is gross. It is gross. So anyway, turns out then Friday, we watched the original Coming to America, because that's also on Prime. So we watched it. It was very funny. And uh, then I keep seeing all the, the divided internet on the new one. Some of the some of the reviewers, the professional reviewers, are saying it was great. Richard Roper gave it three stars. The guy in the Tribune, Michael Phillips, didn't like it as much. I think he gave it two and a half. I think... Uh, I think Roper might have given it three and a half. He, he really liked it. Then on Facebook, of course, some people are like, it's so funny. And other people are like, this is garbage. I'm adding it to the list of movies I never need to see. What a waste of time. Blah, 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 blah. We're cranky on the internet. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I watched it. I laughed like a child. It was, if you, you have to have seen the first one or watch the first one before you watch the second one because it pays, it pays a lot of fan service to the first one. The story is pretty simple, but it is really funny. And it's nice to see Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall don't look like they've aged a bit. And if you're familiar with the first one, you know that what they did in the first one, they repeat that in the second one and add some different stuff. James Earl Jones is back in it. Wesley Snipes plays the villain the general who runs Nextoria, uh, the country next door to Eddie Murphy's country. Oh, my God. And he is out of his mind hilarious. He never walks into a room without sliding in. Slides in everywhere. And, <laughs> and he's, just, he's just out of his mind. And there are so many callbacks to the first movie. It's genius. Little cameos where you're like, oh, my God. How did they do? There was one in particular because Debbie – 
Debbie lost it watching the first one on this cameo. And then the way they did it in the new one was just like, oh my God, that was genius how they pulled that off. And Louis Anderson is back in this one. Um, there are only three, three main cast members from the first one didn't come back. One, the woman who played Eddie's mom in the original one died, so she couldn't come back. And we don't know, like, his the woman who he in the first one, the sister, for some reason she's not back, and there's one other guy who's not back. But uh, a lot of the main the main people are, and it is, it is definitely worth, uh, yeah, Marta, you've got to see the first one. You've got to see the first one and then watch the second one, make it a double feature, make it a two night weekend thing. Uh, we've all, we all need a chance to unwind and laugh and relax. And Cody, I think, you know, if I didn't think it was funny, I wouldn't say it was funny because it's not like, it's not like we're talking to Wesley Snipes or Eddie on the quarantine cast. I just, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It's not, it's not Citizen Kane. It's not, you know, you can pick apart the, the story. You can pick apart some stuff, but they pay homage to homage to the 80s. They flash back at one or two points. Oh, my goodness. And all I'll say is the barbershop is still phenomenal. Awesome. So, so yeah, definitely. There, there's, your, there's your tip. If you're looking for something to watch and you haven't seen... If you haven't seen the first one, watch the first one and then watch the second. And there oh, uh, there's I my. Will, um, I haven't done a review in a while, so there's my review. No bow tie. Oh time. yeah, we haven't been in theater or anything like that. So it'll be the bow ties. Uh, anything else you want to cover tonight? Uh, I am posting right now. Oh, the link to your movie. Speaking of great movies that we all should be watching. Um, You gotta watch. Yes, I'm saying here is Cody's award-winning short film for Shadidarat. Please vote for the movie for best in show using the link in the video description. And that I will post immediately following this. So if you look, for, if you want a little bit more entertainment and you don't have access to, uh, to Coming to America Part Two. Uh, what's the movie called? The second one. Coming to America. The oh, number. The number two. two. Right. So it's you know, T O then the number. And yeah, what's the name of your film, your Shididarod fundraising movie? Uh, this film is called It Takes a Village, The Drunk Story of Balto. Um, Hilarious. So that's about to go up on the Brian Noonan Show page. So it's six it's, it's actually six minutes and five seconds. Or 15, whatever. So it's like six minutes. Uh, if you're getting ready for bed, but you got a few minutes, you want to check it out, feel free. There is a link in the video in the YouTube video description. Just go to the description. You can find a link to vote for our video for Best in Show uh kind of a people's choice award and also if you want to donate to the Ride foundation to uh to fight hunger um and uh food insecurity in chicago that'd be fantastic as well um and i'm uh, posting that right now basically so a little after show entertainments for you but um whether you yeah. donate or not or whether you even want to vote for me or whatever um enjoy it because even if even brian says it's good you know it's good, it's good. no it's really it's really funny I, it was <clears throat> And I said this last week, it was so well done that I was, I was in awe. I was, this is a real, this is a real movie. This is nice. really good. So, uh, yes, it's not the investment of time that, uh, which is nice. You can watch this for six minutes and, uh, a few seconds, and then you can spend a couple hours watching a, 
you know, an Eddie Murphy movie. But you'll laugh. Here's the thing. You're going to laugh at both. That's the beauty of it. Could be a whole feel-good day. And don't we all need a good feel-good day? Uh, Mike, oh, Mike, bring back the news again. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for the callback. We appreciate that. Uh, you can hear Cody every day on the Curiosity Daily podcast, curiositydaily.com, part of the Discovery family of brands. My mom was very, very excited. She had asked me uh, the other day what you did, and I told her, oh, he uh, produces and hosts this science podcast for the Discovery Network. The Discovery? Is that? Oh, yes. Now I'm seeing Discovery. Today she goes, now I'm seeing Discovery everywhere. Maybe because she's watching Discovery Plus. I don't know. But Cody's uh, not everywhere. Mom is, that's what you want. You want my mom ra- babbling about your brand. That's going to get, man, it's going to draw a lot of people. Yeah, so check man. that out. Uh, curious, CuriosityDaily.com. They have the nicest swag and uh, they have water swag. bottles. You can get a nice t shirt, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't have, uh, I'll be here next Wednesday. So we got that going on. If there's if anything else pops up, I just did TMJ on uh, Monday. If that pops up, just watch the Facebook page. We keep you updated on all the things that are happening. Uh, we hope to hear back from we hope to hear back from Craig soon. I actually talked to him today. He's still fine. Okay. Uh, yes, but he's uh, again taking care of some stuff, and he will be back with us soon. We hope. Uh, next week, did you see my text? Can I announce this? Can I say this at the end? Did you see my text about next week? No. We'll have to talk about it later. I haven't really uh, been looking at my phone a whole lot, like at all lately. So what's it's, the way to get a hold of you? Because I tried texting you the other day too, a couple times when I was dropping off your gift uh, that we talked about last week, and oh. you didn't answer your texts. Oh yeah, we we can we can do that. Yeah. Is that okay? Oh perfect. Yeah, let's do that. Announce right. it now. Lisa, that's it's funny you should mention that. Uh, so yes, we will be on next Thursday. We're going to be on the 18th for two reasons. One. Uh, Wednesday is St. Patrick's Day. It's my mom's birthday as well. And so we're going to be with my mom celebrating her birthday next Wednesday. And Thursday, the 18th, is the one-year anniversary of the very first quarantine cast. So next Thursday, the 18th of March, is the one-year anniversary of this uh, artistic fiasco. So that is that's very that exciting. Be the name of our, dude, that should be the name of the podcast, Artistic, the artistic Fiasco. fiasco? All right, put yeah. it on the spreadsheet. I like that. The artistic fiasco. All right, I'm write I'm it down. Playing, I just updated my calendar, so next Thursday at eight yeah. will be on. Yes. So spread the word. We'll remind you that uh, next week, the quarantine cast will be Thursday night at eight o'clock. Right here, it might be an anniversary party, Christine. Maybe we'll have some special guests. Who knows? You never can tell what's going to happen on the quarantine cast. But uh, you can always count on Cody and I and Craig to be here. And uh, we thank you guys for being here for the last year and spreading the word and all that. And uh, we'll post the audio of this tomorrow so you can pick it up wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Anything else, Cody the G? I'm just adding artistic fiasco to our spreadsheet. But um, my my voice is getting hoarse. Like yes. I don't know why. So. Well, then we should probably stop talking so you can rest your pipes. We gotta, you got to rest the instrument. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for oh. watching. Thank you for uh, supporting. Cody, thank you. Uh, what else? Go to the Brian thank Newton Show Facebook page. I just posted a link to the short film if you want to check that out. But otherwise, we'll see you next Thursday. We'll see you next Thursday. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.